For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. We are our grandmother's prayers. We are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of the ancestors. We are the spirit of God. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. We are our grandmother's prayers. We are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of the ancestors. We are the spirit of God. Many thanks to Yisei Barnwell and Sweet Honey in the Rock for the beautiful song, We Are. When a phrase comes to me, I listen. And when a phrase keeps coming back to me, I use it in a sermon. One of the most aspirational pieces in our gray hymnal, Singing the Living Tradition, comes from the 20th century Unitarian Universalist theologian, James Luther Adams. I call that church free, he says, which enters into covenant with the ultimate source of existence, which humbles us and keeps us from thinking we are the end all and be all of everything, which calls individuals into caring, trusting fellowship, which respects our particular searches and calls us to be accountable to all that was, is, and shall be. Adams reminds us we are here to be adventurers, to be risk takers, to be open to new truth along the way. We are to be of use as servants and caregivers to each other and to our planet and ultimately in the long arc of justice. I think this adventurous spirit of which James Luther Adams speaks contributes to my image of what it means to move from one ministry to the next. I've shared this a little bit in some moments, but in the afternoon of the first candidating Sunday with this congregation back in April, as I drove around Peoria and started to look at houses, the image that struck me was of myself as a minister getting ready to leap between ocean liners going in two entirely different directions. There were two energetic and robust congregations running in proximity to each other, and there I am kind of straddling balance between the two. There was one minister figuring out how to cross paths and enter into a new pilgrimage. And then we jumped. And here we are together. Kind of excited, relieved. Hopeful, and moments of looking at each other and that slightly socially awkward, now what? Well, 
just so you know, I am here. I am in, we are here, we have made this jump. But there's also moments when there's more to that, now what? Our social context is difficult enough with people at each other over social concerns, over how we shall be together, over our politics, disagreements, fundamental disagreements about how we care for each other and for the earth. And if that wasn't enough, we have also to wrestle with how the shape of church is entirely different. We are in screens instead of in the round. We are in an unintentional wandering, an unexpected journey. Service and fellowship is not the in-person experience which anchors so much of our lives. So my question for this moment, for this pilgrim church, this servant church freely gathered, reconnecting with the purpose and of this faith and this congregation is, what moves us and what moves us now? I keep coming back to James Luther Adams and his 20th century perspective on the world. He was in the moment of visiting Europe at, during the rise of the Nazis and fascism and being warned against speaking up by the companions and comrades he was with in that time. And what he was witnessing and watching was how the liberal churches failed to speak out, failed to come together and act when they saw what was happening. He offers a criterion in this beautiful language of calling to the free church. He offers a moment that is both challenging and visionary. And he comes from that authentically saying, this is, we do not have to do this you all can do better. And he doesn't just speak to those moments of those people that he was around or immediately following World War II, but he's speaking to us through the ages. And in this moment, our response matters as well. Our mission and our ministry is life-altering, is life-saving because we are willing to say each of us can come together in this moment, freely gathering. Each of us can make our commitments, can make our commitments in service to a larger body than ourselves. And not just that we can, but that if we are to take our commitments and our values seriously, that we need to, that we are called to be these pilgrims, these servants, in the larger world, not just for our own edification, but for everything that is around us, to be inheritors of what has been and to be good stewards of what can follow. We are called to place our trust, not just in ourselves, but in larger circles of existence. I love how Adams speaks to our theological range 
he talks a little bit about God, but for him, God, he says, is really ultimately that in which we have faith. What is our ultimate trust, our larger hope of which we are a part, our spirit of life as we talk about it uh, in our time? That which is larger than us, and not just uh, a mutual relationship that we get to benefit from, but also that which we are ultimately accountable. We have our responsibility to the world. With great freedom, as we say from Stan Lee, comes great responsibility. So how have we already started? to put that in place? How have we already started to launch into this new pilgrimage together? We are beginning to create the year. We are starting, starting to meet and connect and learn and orient. I've already had a chance to be a part of some of the adult education programs, a couple of coffee with the ministers, numerous meetings of the teams that help with the structure of making this church possible and just getting to know each other a little bit here and a little bit there. I'm excited for what is to come, what we are already imagining and planning, because now a few weeks in, we're already starting to say, wow, church is possible. What can we do together? What will be meaningful and exciting and something to look forward to in our gathering, however we gather? We already have some plans brewing for the opening and the in-gathering on Sunday, September 13th, and that will feed into uh, the launching of the children and youth programs on September 20th. Those things are already taking shape. Our adult program is also already taking shape, and the children's programs as well. Our service and our attention to the world we're already looking at different conversations around racial justice, the social impact projects, and not just the looking out, but also enriched and engaged conversations among us. How do we help each other answer questions about how do I respond as a white person, for example, to when I see injustice done? Those are already present and among us and happening. One of the opportunities that we get in this moment from doing things a lot differently than if we were in person is that we're moving and getting oriented at a speed that perhaps makes more sense. We're not necessarily needing to be in a rush. This is the beginning. This is cultivating. This is learning and getting to know each other and starting on creating a foundation for what all the ministry that may come from meeting on uh, in these squares and in Zoom meetings, we get to see a little bit of each other's living rooms and studies and screened porches and are blessed by the occasional appearances of cats and dogs and children and grandchildren. We have insights into each other's lives we might not otherwise have. If I was meeting and greeting everyone at church, for example, this beloved community gets to be made more visible in this way, have more background 
perhaps beyond the comfort of the building, as much as this also challenges us and inspires us as well. Because make no mistake, the place of gathering should be and is motivating by itself. We have the legacy and beauty of stained glass, the curved pews that embody embrace, the prepared spaces for all ages, the kitchen ready to feed and caffeinate. There is room for everyone. Care is taken, love is presence and present. And at the same time, we have this gift to think about each other and to distill congregational life into what matters most. We get a precious opportunity to rediscover the mission of this congregation that is based in freedom and love and spiritual growth and to do our part in healing the world. I recognize how many challenges there are. As Yvonne Sayon talked about transcending boundaries, finding the strength to move beyond the limits that perhaps others have set upon us, the limits that we have set upon ourselves. No, I can't do one more thing. No, I can't see past how I have identified. I can't see past all these challenges that are before me. This effort to transcend the boundaries that we have struggled with, been imposed upon us, and also those that we have brought into our lives, all the no's, those are indeed challenges. And, and not to be underestimated or dismissed, and I'll offer Sometimes those boundaries are also good for defining where we are so that we may move in the world better. This is also true. What we can do with each other in reconnecting with the focus and the inspiration and the motivation of this congregation and of this faith is to gently talk to each other about what kind of boundaries need to remain and what can we lift from each other? What can we shift a little bit and test the edges of and wonder if a little bit more openness may also offer new revelation? This pilgrim church, we get to take seriously our, sp our spiritual development and venture into unfamiliar territory. Regardless of our context, Tomorrow is undiscovered, is unencountered as of yet. And attending to who we are and how we shall take care of each other now will make it easier and more possible to venture into the difficult questions. For example, how might white people respond when a neighbor reacts against a Black Lives Matter sign? How do we articulate the challenges of white privilege without causing further harm? How shall we care for each other and for our planet in the midst of tornadoes and hurricanes and firestorms? Things that are so, feel so far beyond any one person's power. These are all so difficult in the world of questions, they are existential conversations, huge amongst themselves. 
what we have a chance to do with each other in reminding the larger purpose and the larger hope of which we are a part is to reconnect with that adventure, that service, that care in so many different ways, that great and small elements of service make a difference too. We have a chance to check and transcend the boundaries that need to be transcended, to find the strength to move beyond what we have received and what others have set upon us. We have this opportunity to be a congregation with a mission so lived, to embrace freedom, love inclusively, grow in spirit, and be part of healing our world. How shall we enter into this pilgrimage together? Let us do so in that great spirit of love, that possibility that is always around us and among us, knowing that there are deep challenges before us, but that we, so gathered, can do this together. Let us be the beloved community of which we can grow and nurture and go forward together. Amen.